everyone. Uh, this is Matt Valley here with the Rock and Roll Research Podcast. Thanks for joining me uh, on another episode. Uh, I'm really pleased to invite Philip Noyed here with me from Caringbridge to the podcast. Hello, Philip. Hello. Beautiful studio. Thank you so much. I love it. Great, great. Well, you know, we're called the Rock and Roll Research Podcast, but rock and roll and music in general, of course, uh, is just uh, one of countless expressions of art. And so uh, here we're going to be exploring another expression, which uh, might be obvious by the image, uh, but I'm super excited to, to have you with me, Philip. Um, so a little bit about Philip. I first, I first met him a couple years ago when I was on a consulting engagement with an organization called CaringBridge. A lot of people are probably familiar with CaringBridge. Uh, but if you're not, uh, it really is a truly wonderful organization that provides a platform to connect people with their loved ones throughout a difficult health journey. And they've provided love, support, communication, and community to countless people for the past 23 years. It's always uh, a real pleasure when you have a chance to work on a business that, that does good for the world. And uh, so I really loved that, and I worked with Philip, uh, who's the senior creative designer at CaringBridge. So not specifically Insights, but you might imagine that um, he was leading the community Insights and Understanding part of that engagement as well, as it uh, intimately informs uh, the work that you do on the creative side. So along the way, I learned that Philip, in addition to being a, a supremely talented creative designer, is also an extremely accomplished artist, both nationally and internationally. Uh, and in fact, I was flying in town one day uh, and he asked which terminal I flew into at the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport. Uh, and uh, Phil ha Philip has a couple of just amazing geometric and light field uh, installations at the MSP airport. So if you fly through, uh, keep a lookout for that and I'll let Philip talk a little bit about that. But uh, really, really excited to have you here, Philip. Thank you. I'm excited to be here too. All right. So we'll talk about that, that uh, good, fun art stuff. Uh, but let's start with your professional career. Uh, so I know that you're working in design and you have for quite some time branding as well. Um, why don't you tell us sort of the story about how you got into what you're doing uh, and a little bit about how human understanding and insights might uh, feed into and support your work. Well, I was an East Asian studies major in college, which wouldn't lead you to think that I would become a creative director and an artist. But I lived in Japan for three years and I learned how to speak Japanese. I studied the history and I studied the art and the literature. So it was a really well-rounded career. And one of the years I was there, I became an English teacher. And so that helped me become a writer. Uh, and my final job in Japan was being a communications uh, uh, specialist for an organization that was doing a trade with uh, uh, New York City and of course the world. Um, so, um, and I, I really loved uh, learning about ceramics and, you know, I, I became a potter, um, which is also a user-centered design because it's all about how things feel in your hand. And, um, and then I also came back from Japan. I went back and forth like a comet. Um, and I studied photography and then filmmaking. Uh, and uh, those two mediums uh, were so powerful at the time. Um, and then I was able to work on Purple Rain with Prince. 
um, wow. <laughs> as a production assistant. And so I was on the, the site of every shoot every single day and, and loved seeing the production of, of, of uh, what, what Prince was doing and then seeing the fruition of it, where he went from being like, like a regional star to being an international rock star. Oh, that's um, amazing. So basically, I, I, I kind of was traveling around Europe and so on. I came back and I started in advertising. Um, right about the same time as desktop publishing happened. And so I, my whole career has been riding the exponential change of computing. Uh, so e essentially in 1997, I built my first website um, and then Target recruited me and, and for, for my company at Fingerhood. Um, and I really learned about e-commerce, website design, storytelling. We did a blog way back then, um, website of the year in 97 and 99. Then Target recruited me, so I went there and I stood up Target.com. And wow. there I discovered user experience design. I had two different user um, experience, um, usability of people on my staff. And so everything we did, we tested to see how it was uh, uh, used by a, a user. And that informed all of our um, design decisions. Then I was very happy to be named like the top usability website uh, by um, a, a magazine back, uh, way back when. So then I moved from just doing e-commerce, which was you know quite a lot. Um, then I moved into doing overall branding, which meant everything from you know logo positioning to uh, TV commercials, billboards, print, website, and seeing the whole picture. Um, using a lot of data insights like Cycle to be able to understand who the people were that we were marketing to and figuring out how to differentiate and make the brands relevant within each marketplace. So I, I love that whole ability to go into an organization and, and look at it from a, a data and analytics point of view and, and then update it. So I did that at Schwann's, I rebranded Schwann's and redid their website, built an app. And then finally I landed at CaringBridge and CaringBridge, um, uh, at the time had a really old looking brand, a really old looking website and, and an app that was really uh, quite out of date. And so I, in the last five years, I've been able to rebrand the building, rebrand CaringBridge, uh, update the website and uh, also launch new apps that are 4.9 stars and all doing it from a user experience design platform and understanding. And you know, really happy to have partnered with you to be able to get the analytics that really helped inform our design decisions. That's great. Uh, that's a great story, and is uh, is a lot of time and effort um, during the day. Uh, but somehow you have found time uh, to really be uh, quite an accomplished artist in your own right. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that experience, uh, and maybe your your favorite story uh, from uh, from your time as an artist. Well, my whole time as an artist has been an exploration and discovery. And once I kind of master something, I keep my eye on what's happening from a technological standpoint and I hop into it. So uh, I, I started as a potter and then I became an oil painter. Um, and talking about music, I, I have sketchbooks that are kind of like the black and white uh, notation. And then when I'm painting, I feel like I'm actually providing the orchestration and the harmonies and the counterpoints from color standpoint to bring the paintings to life, just as a musician looks at music and then is able to transform that into the music that, uh, that everybody hears. Um, 
then I, I discovered uh, photography in terms of blur motion photography of my paintings. And I was able to figure out how to have my prints, like this print here, um, it's, a, a, it's an acrylic uh, piece that then has the image put right on it. Uh, and, and then I light it with LED lights. Uh, and acrylic is such an amazing uh, material because you can cut it to form. So like the ones at the airport that you talked about, it, it's a 25 foot long angle that goes up and then it goes into a bunch of diamonds that go into a complete curve. Um, and, and I'm able to create from many little things a big vision. Um, and now I'm experimenting in VR and I've created a, a painting that you can walk into uh, in VR and then a light experience that covers 15 different spaces and you actually walk into outer space through a black hole and then you're in the universe. So uh, oh, fascinating. And so a, a story would be, I created this uh, piece called The Political Pendulum and it's based on Arthur Schlesinger's idea that the, the politics go either left or right. And so I created a globe that had you know, political buttons from Garfield to Roosevelt to Nixon to I like Ike all the way up to um, you know the contemporary dates, um, and and it's a globe that has boxing gloves on either side, so it sways either left or right. And then underneath it, there's a blue side, a red side, in the middle is the purple side. And so whoever really wins the the, the purple, the independence, wins the election. Um, so it was really a cool piece, and I brought it out for Fourth of July one time. And and then at our house we had a a, a drain issue that put sludge all over it. And my wife was like, oh my God, we ruined it. I'm like, no, we nailed it. This is what it's all about is mudslinging and, and moving left and right. And, perfect. and so it made it perfect. Oh, that's great. And is that, uh, I know that you actually have a show coming up in Minneapolis, which is great to hear considering uh, we're all sort of stuck in the house during the pandemic, so it's great to hear that things are opening up a little bit. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Is that piece going to be there, by the way? <laughs> uh, it is not, actually. It's in my <laughs> studio here. Um, so the, that, the show is at the Tractor Works on North Washington in Minneapolis, mm -hmm. um, and it's open to the public. Uh, it's very much set up for socially distanced viewing. Great. I have 30 pieces that include oil paintings, some of which are 3D. So when you look in with 3D glasses, the paintings actually are 3D. Um, and then I have a bunch of light works as well. Uh, and finally, I just put in a, a, a piece last weekend called Soar, which is seven different diamonds that are soaring above. It's a mobile and it's kinetic. And so it moves around as you walk in. And I kind of struggled as an artist with everything that's been going on about, you know, should I even be showing art at this point? Because, you know, we had George Floyd and it's like a lot of public art and, and you know, uh, so what's the place of it? And so I decided to title the show uh, The Joy of Color because my, color, my, my, my art's all about inclusion and rainbows and all colors being equally beautiful. And so I, it's a celebration of color. Uh, that's uh, that's great to hear. Uh, very very timely as well. So undoubtedly, um, since you've kind of followed these parallel paths of professional career uh, and and a life as an artist, uh, undoubtedly there are some lessons that you've been able to apply from one to the other. Uh, is there anything you can share that um, is kind of a picture of the convergence of those two worlds? 
Yes, absolutely. I think about the user experience first for both art and for creative direction at an organization. And with my art, a lot of times people think about images on the wall and it's a self and other experience. And so I've been thinking about how do I create immersive art experiences that are transformed spaces. So the uh, art that's at the airport, uh, the colors from uh, the, the images go on the floor and you can actually feel the colors. And so the person's inside of the, the, the artwork. I also have a sculpture that I use dichroic film. It's a kinetic uh, mobile um, and seven different diamonds that cascade down and they change colors depending upon where you are looking and where the sun is and the colors dance around the entire environment freely. And so it's also a performing arts center. So people are being touched by colors uh, throughout it. Um, so I, I like to think, well, what is it when a child sees this color dancing around and how do they uh, enjoy that? Um, and, and, and I always am thinking, especially now with VR, where somebody's going through different places, how do they wayfind and, and, and how do they experience it from a user experience standpoint? Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, so just thinking then about what the future might have in store for understanding humans and understanding the user experience. Um, do you have any, any forecasts or insights that you might share into that? Well, I think that people don't know just how rapidly VR and AR and MR, which is mixed reality, mm -hmm. are to becoming prevalent. And so um, essentially last year there was $4 billion spent on VR and AR research alone. Wow. Uh, and it's giant companies like um, Amazon or like uh, Apple and, um, and Facebook, uh, Microsoft, and, and mostly it's gamers and B2B people who have been able to see the impact of it. Yep. Um, but I think that with 5G and smaller headsets, that's going to become much more prevalent. Um, and actually, in the time of COVID, the sales have been just flying up because you, I, I can go to Google Earth, for instance, and I can like go to Mount Fuji and then fly through the sky and then go for a walk in Kyoto um, from yeah. my, my studio. So I love traveling and I can still do it in VR. Um, but I would say in two years, like I, I think I, right now we're like the flip phone. And then two years from then, all of a sudden the iPhone came out. I think that we're at the flip phone stage and that in two year, years, uh, we'll, we'll have a lot more headsets available. Cool, great. You know, you have such a unique perspective, Philip, and this being a podcast, uh, would love to know uh, what other resources, podcasts, blogs, sites, books, um, what, what others are really meaningful to you or do you find some value out of or, or are you reading today? I find, uh, Peter Diamandis and Stephen Coulter, who are, wrote the book Abundance and Bold and the Future is Faster Than You Think, to be brilliant and prescient. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that um, ju just the, the, the book Bold is so fantastic because it talks about the digitization, the democratization, I'm sorry. Um, Democratization. <laughs> yes. Um, and the exponential change that, are, that is happening. Um, in a very clear-sighted way that kind of gets out of the politics of whatever's going on just to look at all the improvements that have happened in the last 
of you know 50 years and that are on the on the horizon today. Um, secondly, I, I always listen to Pivot with uh, Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway. Uh, mm -hmm. They are listening to what's happening and, and provide really thought-provoking uh, analysis. And I love the idea of pivot, especially with COVID. Everybody's having to pivot their business plans and to think differently. Uh, and so it's interesting to see how the larger companies in Silicon Valley are, are doing that. Um, Modern, Art Pod Note, uh, Modern Art Notes by uh, Tyler Green is great. Mm -hmm. um, and my daughter, if I plug her, she, she has has a podcast called Life with Color, which is about eating disorders, uh, which she's uh, been recovering from. Ah. And it's a really touching, strong uh, 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 podcast that uh, I'm really proud that she has the courage to be able to talk about, but uh, just uh, how, how society treats body image and how she's been able to kind of help people to just be comfortable with who they are. That's, that's wonderful. Thanks for sharing that, Philip. Um, so being that this is the Rock and Roll Research Podcast, uh, I, I have to turn it a little bit to, to rock and roll. I don't, I don't want to seed uh, what your answer might be here, but uh, I'll leave on a fun note. So the classic Desert Island Disc question, you're stranded on a desert island, you've got three records, you're by yourself, right? Uh, three records for the end of time. Uh, what are they? This is a huge challenge because I love music from all eras and all locations. And I love Brian Eno but I, because he's such a thought leader. But I, I landed on New Order singles. Uh, uh, I can get behind that. Krong Bin, Mr. White. That's a, a Thai surf band that when you get in that groove, it's just magical. Cool. And the Gorillas, uh, the Now Now, um, with the first song featuring George Benson with the most melodic guitar intro that you'll ever hear. And I can just groove on that all day long. Excellent. Very cool. Good choices. Good choices. A couple that I need to look up that I haven't heard myself. So, uh, so I appreciate that. Super. Um, is there anything that uh, I haven't covered here that you'd, you'd like to share, Philip? No, I think that this has been a real nice conversation. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I think one of the great uh, side benefits well, actually, of this. Oh, go ahead. You know, just to, to talk a little bit about Caring Bridge, um, you know, it's a nonprofit that uh, its mission is to be uh, able to help anybody on a health, uh, that nobody goes through a health journey alone. Um, and, you know, it's one organization I've worked at that is a love mark in terms of how people um, feel about it because it makes such an important difference. So if you know anybody who needs uh, to have uh, help during a health journey, uh, Caring Bridge is, is, is right there for them. And it's a place that I'm really honored to be able to work with and be able to help people uh, in a really meaningful manner. So thank you for that. Yeah, no, that's that's wonderful. I, I agree with everything that you said there. Uh, I was honored uh, to, to work uh, with you on Caring Bridge, and it's a fantastic organization, so I appreciate that. Good. Well, um, this has been a really fascinating conversation, Philip. Um, I, I'm so excited to be able to scratch a little bit beneath the surface of, of what we've chatted uh, along the way, and uh, this has provided a provided a nice outlet uh, to reconnect with you and, and other people that I'm talking to here. So, uh, so I really appreciate it. I uh, wish you all the best with your upcoming show. Uh, and I'd gladly uh, trade spaces with you if, if uh, <laughs> I could call that my office. <laughs> You're always welcome when, whenever you can start traveling. <laughs> all right, great. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much, Philip. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, bye. bye. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,